Good morning once again, my friends. This is yours truly, Brother Craig Sim. Just want to take out this time to say welcome once again to the Christian Walk Podcast. And today's podcast, we're going to be talking about being triumphant in Christ. And we're going to be coming from 2 Corinthians 2, starting at verse 14. And we're going to also read to that 16th verse and say, Now thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ, and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. So he's using this, for example, Paul is, the leader in the Roman victory procession or a victory parade was followed by officers, soldiers, and captives, and also priests. And what these priests would do, they would burn incense, which sent forth a fragrance as they marched. So verse 15 says, For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are passionate. So Paul is comparing us to this fragrance that came from this incense which these priests burned as they marched forward in this victory parade. It says in verse 15, For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are passionate. So the knowledge we bring about Jesus is compared to that fragrance, which everyone can smell. Verse 16 says, To the one we are the aroma of death leading to death, and to the other the aroma of life leading to life. And it says, Who is sufficient for these things? So this fragrance or this knowledge about Jesus we bring represents victory for those who are being saved, but defeat to those who are passionate. So the knowledge we bring about Jesus is perceived differently by those who welcome the message and by those who stubbornly reject it. The good news sounds good only to those who are open to receive it, but to those who reject it, it is unpleasant. This is why some people do not desire to hear us or the gospel message, and as a result, they reject us. But what people don't understand when they reject us, they're not actually rejecting us. They're actually rejecting God. Amen. John 13 and 20 says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who receives whoever I send receives me. And he who receives me receives him who sent me. So when people receive us, they are receiving both the Father and the Son. But what about when they reject us? Well, the same applies. Mark 6 and 11 says, And whoever will not receive you, nor hear you when you depart from there, it tells us to shake off the dust from under our feet as a testimony against them. Assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. So it's going to be more tolerable for those great wicked cities than for those who reject the gospel. So when people reject us and the message we bring about Jesus, they are actually rejecting Jesus and the Heavenly Father. And in their judgment, they are going to be held accountable. Hebrews 10 and 26 says, For if we sin willfully, after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there will no longer remains a sacrifice for sin. So now it says sin willfully here. Now, the reference is not to an occasional act of sin, which can be confessed and forgiven, but the conscience 
rejection of God. Those who actually turn away from the gospel after have heard it. So after hearing the gospel and having an understanding of it, we will be held accountable for how we respond to it. And, and it says here, Jesus is the only remedy for our sins, and there is no other. If we reject him, all hope for our salvation is lost. You know, verse 27 says, But a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation, which will divide the adversaries. So when someone rejects the gospel, all they have left to look forward to is judgment. Verse 28, anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Of how much worse punishment do you suppose will be he thought worthy of who has trampled the Son of God underfoot and counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing and insulted the Spirit of grace? So those who reject Jesus forsake their own mercy and will be judged without mercy. Hebrews 3 and 15 says, Why it is said today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. Now, it's referring to the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt. They hardened their hearts by operating in unbelief. And that's basically what hardening our hearts mean. It means to to cling to unbelief in spite of what God is saying to us. It means to operate in the spirit of disbelief. It says, not everyone who came out of Egypt with Moses made it to the promised land. Only Joshua and Caleb from their first generation were the only ones beside those who were under the age of 20 to make it in. So we are reminded not to do what those who rebelled in unbelief did. We must accept God's salvation through Jesus by faith today. So we are to open our hearts and receive the gospel message today while it is today, my friends. So, so listen, I just want to encourage someone out there today. Listen, if you haven't decided to make Jesus your Lord and Savior, now is the, your opportunity. You know, we all have to come to a decision what we're going to do as it relates to our eternal destiny. You know, what mess most people up sometimes is the simplicity of it. All it takes is simple faith and trust in what Jesus did for us on the cross as payment for our sins and accepting him as both Lord and Savior and surrendering our lives over to him by faith. And after doing so, we will be saved. Amen. So with that being said, listen, I want you to take time out and think about that and take that to heart. The Bible says that it is punished unto man once to die, but after that, the judgment. So we all have to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. So with that being said, listen, pray for me out there, everyone. Now I'll be praying for everyone out there. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.